Hello everyone. So I wanted to come on because you all know I've been working through this spiritual growth Bible study series. And as I have been, I've been trying to put my thoughts and all that I'm learning from each lesson on here. I feel like I've kind of been falling behind. So I have some time right now and I thought I would come on and talk about the latest lesson or one of my latest lessons which was on the Ministry of Giving. Now, this is a special ministry, which is a ministry of giving both to God and on to people. As in most things, in, I should say, in all true ministry, we're blessed by giving and by participating. Acts 20, verse 35 says, It is more blessed to give than to receive. And it goes beyond money. It's not just about giving a check. In the Old Testament, the believers gave tithes and offerings. A tithe, pretty much everyone knows, it's 10% of one's income or increase. In the Old Testament, they didn't tithe money necessarily. Um, certainly they tithed other things that were of great value, the things they harvested. Um, we read about the oils and, you know, the, the different things that they required in their daily living. That was their form of tithing then. Um, today we mostly know it as financial giving, but in another session, I want to delve into that a little bit more and see what the Bible really says. If nothing else, because I feel like these are all things that we should be studying and we should be searching out whether to find that what we're hearing and what we're being taught is correct or whether to be able to go beyond that to what is correct or or even what is more, what is more blessed. Um, so... Anyway, tithing didn't un originate under the law. It didn't perish with the New Testament church. Um, some examples of tithe paying before the law in Genesis. Melchizedek, the king of Salem, brought bread and wine. He was the priest of God Most High. He blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. Blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he... Abraham gave him a tithe of all. And then again in Genesis, this is in chapter 28, Jacob made a vow, saying, If God will be with me, and keep me, and give me bread to eat, and clothing to put on, that I come back to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God, and this stone which I have set as a pillar shall be God's house, and of all that you give, I will surely give a tenth unto you. So under the law, tithing was something that was holy to the Lord. All the tithe of the land, whether seed or fruit of the tree, it is the Lord's. It is holy to the Lord. That's in Leviticus 27. Um, and then, of course, in Numbers 18, it says, I have given the children of Levi the tithes in Israel as an inheritance in return for the work they perform the work of the tabernacle of meeting. The Levites, the tithes, kind of supported them because their whole position was 
the continual and constant care of the tabernacle. So Israel was commanded to give tithes to the Lord, and God in turn gave tithes to the Levites. That's interesting. It's beautiful, really. God blesses us, and then we in turn take that blessing and we pay it forward. I'm sure some of you have these. We have groups around here that are pay it forward groups, and I think once or twice I've even been somewhere where I have been a recipient of that, and it's always such a blessing for someone to say, um, to give. They have more. They have enough. And so they seek to give. That, I think, makes God really smile. So anyway, tithes are for the support of ministry. When we give them, we give to the Lord. I'm going to stop here for a second because I admit I've always had a hard time with the whole concept of giving when it comes to money. I love to give. I have absolutely no problem paying forward whatever I can. I, I love to see a need and be able to give out of what we have to another. But I always have a hard time with the financial piece. I don't know where it's going. You know, I don't know. Is it going for something that I don't feel comfortable with? Maybe I don't approve of? Um, how much of it is really going to go for something that... And here is the whole problem. You know, this tells us that we're giving to God. We're giving to God and we're trusting that God is going to use it. For his glory. And we don't always understand what that looks like. We don't know necessarily what the bigger plan is. I remember my husband saying to someone, our younger son plays ice hockey, and someone was questioning um, how wise it really was, considering it's taking him away from church. And my husband and I were talking about the opportunities to be witnesses to perhaps minister to others, to show and shine the light of Jesus. And my husband made a really good point that, you know, we don't know whether, you know, we've, we've been hanging out at this ice rink for maybe two years now. Maybe we haven't fully seen someone come to Jesus. Maybe we haven't seen anybody get baptized in Jesus' name or get filled with the Holy Ghost and we haven't heard anybody speaking in tongues or, you know, seen anyone lay their hands on someone and get healed. But this is where it goes back to just giving and trusting that God is going to use all of this. Um, some, some plant the seeds and some water the seeds and some harvest. We all have different purposes, and so when we're giving, we have to get past that idea that we know best, or that we need to know, and just trust if we're walking in faith, and we're being a good witness, God's going to take care of everything in his time. With the tithes, we give it to God, and we just Leave it with God. And you know, Proverbs 3.9 tells us that a blessing is pronounced upon those who are faithful in their giving. 
And also, in Malachi, we're reminded that a curse is pronounced upon us if we withhold our tithes and offerings. And don't you think that maybe that curse goes along with those of us who maybe are not giving so joyfully, are giving because we have to, because we feel like it's a work that has to be done, and we're not really... God loves a cheerful giver. So perhaps our attitude has a lot to do with the blessing or the curse coming upon us when we're giving. You know, God promises a blessing if we give. He says, bring the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Try me in this and see if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out such a blessing there will not be room enough to receive it. Well, this is all just, this is in the Old Testament. When we come to the New Testament, we see how even Jesus encouraged the giving of tithes. In fact, he kind of chastised the Pharisees and said, you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin, but you have neglected the weightier matters, justice and mercy and faith. So I think here, this kind of goes into the attitude, the heart between our giving. And I, I was just listening to this audio book earlier that was talking about housekeeping and cleaning houses and who enjoys cleaning their house, who enjoys meal prep over and over. I, I, I don't know. I don't. But anyway, so I bring that up because even in there they mentioned how it's not so much about having a clean house or perfect meals or beautiful decor as it is about the heart with which you do these things. Ouch. <laughs> I feel like I, I need a new heart some days. And Jesus, just give me that new heart so I can love these things, so I can take joy in them. Whatever we do, we do to the Lord, we do in Jesus' name for his glory. Work as though we're working specifically for Jesus, to feed Jesus, to bless him. So, so justice, mercy, faith, these things are so important. The attitude with which we do all things. Wouldn't it be a shame to do all this stuff for Jesus? And then one day find, as we're standing before him, that he doesn't know us. And it's all because of the way in which we were giving and blessing and ministering. So to go back to Matthew 23, Jesus didn't rebuke the scribes and Pharisees for giving. He told them they were careful to give, but they omitted those important things. Jesus said they were to continue giving. He said, without leaving the other things undone. God's plan is for the minister of the word to live from the gospel. This means the minister receives financial support for his ministry, and this allows him to work full-time for Jesus. Paul, the Apostle Paul, he didn't always take advantage of this. 
I was just listening to this. I like to listen to the Bible audio sometimes in the morning. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, it was just talking about this very thing. Paul actually apologized to the Corinthian church because he didn't allow them to support him. His support actually came from, I believe it was the church in Philippi, but he apologized to the Corinthians. He, he was remorseful because they wanted to bless him and he just never took it. With the coming of the Holy Spirit, there was a different spirit expected with giving a new attitude towards those things that we possess. I think of how in Acts chapter 4 it says, The multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say any of the things he possessed was his own. They had all things in common. So they were very, I can't even say eager. They just, they just shared everything they had. There was no, this is mine and that's yours. I think of my kids when I'm saying that. We go through this a lot with them. Um, you know, what, what does it really matter who it belongs to if we can all enjoy it? And we enjoy it all the more when we share what we have. So the believers in the Jerusalem church, when we're talking about the book of Acts around chapter 4, they came from another country to keep the feast of Pentecost. Instead of returning to their country, they chose to remain in Jerusalem for further edification and instruction. The Jerusalem saints responded to the needs of their brothers and sisters. I mean, they sold their houses, their land, their goods, and then they gave their money to the apostles to distribute among those who had needs. That's huge. You know, I, I think about how amazing it would be to live like that. And at the same time, I think about, I don't know if I could do it. If God said, sell your house, sell your car, and give it all to that man over there, would we be able to do that? It's a heart of giving. It's an attitude and a spirit that God puts in us. I don't think we can do it without that. I think if we don't have that spirit, it's a good thing to pray for God to draw us closer to his heart and give us a heart that seeks opportunities to give and to minister and to bless. We should desire to use whatever we have as Jesus would have us do so to help others in need. 1 John 3.17 says, Whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him how can the love of God abide in him? Paul warns in 2 Thessalonians 3, Even when we were with you, we commanded you this, If anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. I think there's some strong words there. I think there's a lot that we could take. I mean, we could just break down and just talk about these two verses. For a really long time, there's a lot of good stuff in there. But it all comes down to the importance of reaching the world with the gospel. 
And if we want to do that, we need to put off that selfishness. And we need to truly embrace and love world evangelism. And it's not just about tithing to the church. I, yes, the church needs it. There's, there's buildings that need to be maintained, utility bills, all sorts of things. Um, and there's definitely, there is that need there. If you are attending and part of a, a body, a church building. But we have to remember, giving is God's plan. It's meant to bless the giver more than the receiver. We also have to make sure we have the proper attitude when we give. Second Corinthians says, Let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And I think if we begin to practice giving, maybe just little things here and there, we will learn and we will exercise that part of us that will grow to love giving all the more. So that's the ministry of giving. If you're ever hesitant about it, remember it's meant to bless the giver more than the receiver. And God loves a cheerful giver.